Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy. Hello, 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 listeners. Laura Simmons, uh, CEO, OT extraordinaire, founding director at TheraTrack, is back in our ears. Is this 3.0 or 2.0? Or Hello. It's, I think it's 2.0. Um, 2.0. But I feel like we chat all the time. So yeah, <laughs> 3.0 Very nice. Yeah. Say hello. Introduce. Do the hello, thing. Hello, everyone. Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, so nice to be back on, on your podcast, Kathy. I think such a great resource for everyone. And it's it's been such a nice way for us to connect with so many different allied health professionals um, around Australia as well. So hi, everyone. Um, my name's Laura. I am the CEO and founder of TheraTrack and also a paediatric occupational therapist, uh, the 30-second the spiel of TheraTrack. So what we do is we are a digital health platform for allied health professionals. Um, we have a mobile app and a web platform that helps therapists create and track custom therapy programs for people with disabilities. So we Think of ourselves as the Instagram and Snapchat for therapy. Um, make it easy for you to take photos and videos of your clients doing things and then send them custom notifications to keep them on track outside of therapy sessions. And a busy couple of years. It's like, can you crazy. can you even remember 2018 and when it all started? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, we I actually just this morning was doing our year in review for 2022 and yeah. um, with with uh, with our team and just looking at all the insane things that we've done, even just this year. Um, we know we've built out more features, we've built out more integration, so many crazy things. Um, but yeah, 2018 feels like a lifetime ago, but it also feels like a hot skip and a jump, like the time's just gone mm. like that. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about your team, because there's a small bunch of you doing mighty, mighty big things. Yeah, yeah, there's six of us on the TheraTrack team now. So four in the development space. So um, you know, we have our backend and our mobile developers and our UX UI designers and our creative designer. Um, and those guys work, well, we're a completely remote team. We're actually almost a global team now because two of our team have moved to Toronto, Canada, places, which is very cool. So um, they're enjoying the snow this Christmas, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and then and then our, our wonderful marketing manager, Lana, who, who's down in Melbourne, we have a completely remote team. We run everything on Zoom and online um, mm. and it works really well for us. I mean, mm. I don't have to hire an office space, which is nice. So yeah, pros and cons. You know, you yeah. still gotta you still gotta make the team work and connect and collaborate. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. yesterday in our team meeting, someone said something, and right, we're all over the world as well, and yeah. we just all dissolved in tears. Like there was just nothing anybody could do for quite some yeah. time, and um, it's just differently professional and differently playful. Yeah, it's funny. We've we've been remote since the start, so mm. it's worked really well for us. And um, I think that for a small team and, and sort of a startup, it means that we can get access to really diverse 
Um, talent, global talent. talent. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's our attitude to it as to it as well. Yeah. So. Digging a little bit more about Theratrack, I reckon a lot of people listening will have seen it in their periphery or dabbled with it or mm-hmm. devotees. Tell us a little bit more about what it is. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, it's an ever-evolving platform for those mm. that probably met us back in 2018 or 2019 at, at the OT conference where we sort of first launched and showed the OTs what we were doing. And back then we were a solely OT platform, now we're multidisciplinary. Um, but what Theratrack is, we've got uh, a mobile app and a web platform. So for therapists, they have access to the mobile app and the web platform. The mobile app you can use in sessions to create therapy programs. So um, think of that 40-minute email that everyone sits down and writes at the end of their session or those handouts that you have to go get from the printer or the scribbly notes or the, the stick-figure drawings that I have to apologise to all my clients that I used to draw. Mm. And we take that sort of process and make it really simple. So the app allows you to select activities or create activities whilst you're you're in a session with a client, take photos and videos of them doing the activities and then set it up with custom notifications at the end. So um, whether that might be like a program for a sensory, you know, a sensory diet for someone or something like that, I want you to do these breathing exercises every day at this time or it might be some more growth motor activities, like I want you to do these exercises after school before you do your homework. Um, for example, being a pediatric OT, my head, yeah, head always goes yep. to the kids. Got the examples. Um, yeah, so that's that's what the app does. And then the therapists also have access to our web portal, which is where they can view and track progress. They can see the, the progress that their clients have, mm. pre- have completed. They can see our quantifiable feedback form, which is really cool. So we track performance, confidence, uh, assistance and satisfaction with tasks and allow participants to rate that plus three to minus three. So you get this nice progress score across the program to see how far someone's come and hopefully their independent scores and their confidence scores and their assistance scores will increase so they're, they're doing things more independently. And then... Um, they can also customize Theratrack as well on the web portal. So if you're trained in a specific treatment modality, so for example, like a feeding therapy program or a specific um, mental health program or whatever it might be, and your clinic is all trained in that and you want to upload all those resources that you've gone and spent all that money on PD on, you can do that onto Theratrack and then share all of that with your participants. And what's cool about that is that IP stays within your clinic. So um, it's not shared with anyone outside of the clinic. And so you can use that as a training tool. You can support your junior therapists and stuff that way as well. And then the last part, which is the most important part, which is the participant app, which we spoke about very briefly on, your mm. last, on our last episode um, about our latest gamification release, which I am over the moon about. It's so, so, so cool. I'm definitely biased, obviously. Um, but what we did was we invent or we, we introduced Theramates. So Theramates are our little avatars that go with the person on their therapy journey. So we've released our first one, which is a koala. Its name's Kelly. Um, and Kelly pops up and gives positive reinforcers and gives out sort of those positive reminders about things and things like that on the, on the app as well. And then we also have a gamified uh, badge and reward system that's quite unique for us as well. So we have obviously the engagement side of things. So um, rewarding people for just participating and doing Mm. things on the app. But we also have a skills-based reward system as well. So 
as you practice different skills and they're based in, so say for a gross motor activity or a, a activity of daily living or an ADL, they earn skills-based badges and you can earn up to 12 skills-based badges on our on our platform as well. So really trying to help people stay engaged and stay motivated on the platform. Um, and yeah, it's it's been awesome. The, the kids are absolutely loving the badges and so are the adults, interestingly enough. Um, we tested it on both kids and adults and I was originally like anxious I thought oh no the gamification will be too kiddy or something like that mm. um and yeah had people that were in their 40s telling me you know I'm gonna earn all of the badges and I'm gonna get all of this all of the avatars just so that you know I can I can earn all of the points and I was like okay cool I think you know at any age gamification is um it's it's helpful right it it makes you feel good about yeah. what you're doing even if it's yeah. tricky so what are participants really specifically saying about the app? Oh, gosh. So we get so many different things. We actually share a whole bunch of stuff on our therapist thoughts page on our blog. But a lot of things that they say is really easy to use. Um, it's very, the user design of it. So we've made it so that it's very accessible. It also has accessibility features so you can turn on dark mode and large text and things like that if you've got vision challenges or anything like that. So easy to use, simple. I can connect with my therapist, which is really good. Um, and just staying on track, I think, is really important mm. for them as well. Knowing what to do outside of a therapy session, um, which comes back to, and I know we chatted about this last, last podcast, but, you know, so much of the information that we talk about in therapy sessions gets forgotten five seconds after someone leaves because it's not embedded in a long-term memory or it's, you know, I was too overwhelmed yeah. in the session or whatever. So having those videos and photos I think for participants it's that reminder um and yeah I can speak from some of my own clients and their and their successes as well so one of my my clients at the moment is is hell-bent on getting every badge that he could possibly get on Theratrack and um <laughs> every week he gets really what happens when he's done them all <laughs> we just have to keep building more <laughs> yeah so there's, I think there's about 40 badges you can earn on TheraTrack at the moment. So it takes it takes a good chunk of time to earn them all, um, but we'll keep adding to them. But there's all sorts of different ones. There's super tracker badges and super focus badges, and there's one uh, called Koality Effort with a koala mm. on it, um, mm. and Snailed It, which is one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, oh, I like the sound of that. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so we've done lots of puns and what happens when those badges get earned as well is there's a positive reinforcement message in there as well. So obviously if the participant can read, they can see that, but we're hoping that as well, parents can see those messages and, and share them with their, their kids as well. So mm. help them think of different things to, to reinforce their kids with, which would be cool. Yeah. So why, why has the gamification been so important? Yeah, it's a big one. I think from all the research, I mean, we do things that are fun, right? Um, yep. And we do things that make us feel good as human beings. And what we were finding with the orig original version of TheraTrack was it, it did the job, right? Mm -hmm. It sent you the message, it sent you the video, it helped you tick things off, but it wasn't, the fun element wasn't there. Um, you know, it's why kids love coming back to therapy, right? Because it's fun and I, I will do things mm, as a human yeah. being that are more fun and I think that gamification even though it's just a little reward and really you know if you looked at the basics of it, it it's not that complicated of a reward system 
I feel good about when I'm, you know, I'm told that I've done something well or if I'm upping my scores or whatever it might be. Mm. I think, yeah, there's a lot of research behind gamification and therapy um, and building that in to to help engagement and motivation and things like that for our participants. So, yeah, that's that's what I think it is. Yeah. And clinicians, oh, no, I actually want to start my question differently. Gamification in therapy it's really new, but it's also really old. Like it's it's really old, but it's also yeah. really new. So it's a back to the future bit. Mm-hmm. But what do clinicians think about it? Like it's kind of new for so many. Yeah. I mean, for the for the clinician app, it's not that side's not gamified. So that's Yeah, but they're hearing about it through the kids and the, yeah. the families. But, I mean, I definitely think the it's helping kids and families mm. do more activities at home. So if that helps them do more activities at home, it makes your job easier as a therapist, Mm. right? Because we all know that the magic happens outside of a therapy session. Yeah. And all of that. Well, it should. It should if you believe it's otherwise. (laughs) Bit of both good, but. I know. And so Mm. I think if if that can help them do more things outside of therapy and implement those therapy strategies and connect the care team and, you know, support the teacher to implement the therapy strategies at school or support. Um, you know, the other parent who maybe wasn't at the therapy session to to support the the participant as well or the other carer or the support worker, whoever it might be, then that's where the real magic happens, right? When everybody's involved and everybody's on the same page, then as a therapist, my job becomes a lot easier in the next session. It's not the conversation of how did you go this week? Oh, we didn't do anything. Okay, back to square one or back to square two, we go. It's how you go through, oh, we did this, 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 we had success with this, we, we saw this and this happened and, you know, Sarah ca- captured all that data. Mm. The therapist then goes, awesome, I can go from here to here and I can, you know, up my strategies or maybe I don't need to see you as much. Maybe I can yep. then alleviate yep. some of that weightless problem. Does it have a role also in uh, getting the grown-ups focused on track as well <laughs> like I was always looking for that hack as a parent well, I'm still a parent yeah, but yeah definitely I think so I mean mm. I know a lot of therapists that we work with upload a lot of their resources to Paratrack so their handouts and their um, parent training modules and yep. things like yep. that um, and I know one of our clinicians in South Australia is actually building out a parent training module on Paratrack um, that she's you know specifically targeting parents and working with them mm. before they start therapy with her and then she's sending out therapy programs for the parents beforehand as well. So I think, yeah, I mean, the, the use cases, I'm loving them and we share them on our therapist thoughts. It's, it's so interesting how people have started mm-hmm. to use the platform. Yeah. I want to drop it into a bit of a businessy context. First mm-hmm. of all, what you've learned about business during this yeah. adventure, I'll just let you top up your water jug for that one. And then secondly, what it does for business businesses who use it as well. So first up, your business adventure, because you graduated and you did OT things and then the next thing you're kind of in, you're a health techpreneur here. So what have you learned about business? Oh, that it's forever changing. Oh, my gosh. Um, my favourite motto is patience and persistence. Um, mm. When it comes to business, I think um, your you're constantly learning and you're constantly evolving. And I think, I hope at one point they put some more business skills in the OT courses because I would have loved to have learned that um, Mm. as a student, you know, 
I think I've done many courses outside of outside yeah. of OT and the landscape of that that's helped helped me get to that that frame of mind of learning, you know, what a business is, what an ABM is, you know, how to set up a company, how to, you know, all of those sorts of things. They're not, they're not things that come naturally to you as a therapist. And um, the other side of it is learning about sales. Um, I think sales does mm. not come very naturally to a therapist. It's kind of almost, you know, something we don't talk about. It's the the thing of like, oh, we don't want to talk about sales, but, you know, we're all in business. And yeah, there's many a sellable moment as a clinician. Mm-hmm. Many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many. And I think it's definitely taught me the ins and outs of, of the sales process. And um, uh, yeah, like I said, I've done many a course. Google mm. runs some great sales courses um, that are free, which are awesome. And there's other startup courses that I've done along the way that have helped a lot. But yeah, the sales process, I think, has been a big eye opener of just learning how that whole thing works and how many. So much maths and so much science and so much mm-hmm. art in sales. Like it, mm-hmm. it blows your mind what sits in the background there. Oh, yeah. It's, a, I mean, it's like the whole job in itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I think that's that's probably the biggest thing I've learned. Um, and I forgot what was your other question. Sam? Yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. Um, so you don't have to disclose any data, data, data at all. But how happy are you with how the business of TheraTrack is going? Over the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you would have asked me five years ago that I would have had this multidisciplinary platform that um, has customers in Australia, has customers in the US. Um, we've we've had inquiries from so many other countries as well as to how we can get there mm. as well. That would not have been anything that I could have probably. You were ambitious from the get go, though. Yeah, may yeah. as well be. May as well be. I yeah. mean, if you know, horse with blinders on, and and um, you know, I don't know anything different, so I just keep going. Mm. That's my theory: is, yeah. is it keeps working, so I just keep going. Um, and and yeah, and I mean it's fun. I think it's what's really cool and, and the thing that I've I've loved the most is the amount of different therapists I've connected with around Australia. I'm such a people person, I'm such an extrovert. So it's been really nice just to see the community and see how different therapists work in different areas mm. um, and see the different business models that people have, you know, have got for their practices and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Everyone's got their own yeah. unique take on it, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. So tell us about a recent award you won as an alumni student. Like you didn't give us the details, but I, I think we should pat you on the back here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so um, I was nominated and then I won um, the Innovation and Entrepreneurship Award with Western Sydney University this year, So, which is really, really exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was Three very, well, myself and two other very incredible entrepreneurs in the um, in the category. Both one that I knew really well, and she has done amazing things in the venture capital startup mm. raising capital space. Um, and then the other uh, award nominee had developed a brand new vegan pastry formula, and wow. work, working in Harrods um, over in the UK. Really cool story, and I just went okay, I'm in this category with these two amazing founders. Um, and then was, you know, they called my name out last and said that I'd won. And I was very honoured and very surprised. And, um, yes, very, very cool. Very. What does very that mean cool. for your team as well? Oh, I think it's, it's just recognition of all of the hard work that they're doing, yeah. right? It's, yeah. um, 
it's nice, I think, when you get awards like that or you get nominated for things like that and, you know, you're kind of chugging along day to day mm. and, and sort of, you know, you see the impact, but then to have that outside recognition that's not a customer, that's not someone that you're working with, um, to say, you know, you guys are doing something that's very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a nice feeling and, and yeah, we definitely all celebrated. Well deserved, well deserved. If only there was some training out there to make my practice manager shine like the keystone that my practice manager should be. Sure, there is a certificate here and there, but there isn't an academy that practice managers can attend to upskill, enhance and refine their role to make them feel confident and capable of running a practice and leading a team. Oh wait, but there is. NACAR Consulting has created an academy tailored to the evolving practice manager role to ensure that they are excelling in their career and bring the most potential to their role. What does this mean for you, the allied health business owner? You can finally take your foot off the pedal and fully embark on your CEO journey. The role of your practice manager is to be your right hand, but if they don't have the skills to confidently manage their workload and the ever-changing climate, then you somehow have to always keep one eye open. Not anymore. In just 12 weeks, your practice manager can sharpen their toolkit and learn from the best to ensure that they can manage their role with flying colors. Spots will fill fast, and if you want to join this intake and get your practice managers up to scratch so that you can drink your morning cup of coffee without wondering, there's got to be an easier way ever again, register via the show notes today. I'm asking a few people this, and I'll put it to you, and I don't know if we'll edit this bit out or not, but... Um, we've just had awards season. Like it seems every municipality has had its local business awards. And um, I know a few people that are shortlisted in Telstra, which is really, really exciting. Um, mm. What are your thoughts on on awards and applying and doing the process and whatever? Um, if you're doing the application process yourself, it's long. Um, and complicated. <laughs> and complicated. Um, but I think... What it does for you as a business, it helps you get your brand and what you're doing there, Um, which, you know, if you're new to what you're doing and having those accolades, I think that just helps. It helps level you up a little bit. Um, They do take a chunk of time um, Mm. if you are nominating yourself. And I appreciate the people that have nominated us for other things (laughs) because I know it takes them time. Um, But I think, yeah, it just, it helps that from a business sense, you know, I've done this or whatever it might be. And, and I think that, you know, if you're trying to, you know, get yourself more out there or or, or mm. find more new, more customers in different networks and things like that, it's a, it's just another, another, well, I guess, is it a sales avenue? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think you'd say no on, on that. Um, I'm thinking about the, the members that we've supported during this process in different ways over different years and they're all a bit different but um it encouraged a lot of perspective and it encouraged a lot of analysis well so what you know every business does that and you know it was sort of some of that well so I should bloody well hope so stuff and then so yeah. you know, well what makes you different from businesses doing all of that stuff and mm-hmm. you've it's it's not that you're sort of showing off or anything but you actually really have to think about what your point of difference is and why mm-hmm. what your drivers are and in this instance, I'm thinking about what it really meant for the community that you do this or provide this service. Um, yeah. And it was fascinating. It was actually really, really interesting, the perspective and persistence uh, that you had to approach it with. You really had to think way bigger than your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. And I think, um, you know, it's, what's the right way of putting this? Yeah, it just, it it gives you that different perspective about yep. how, how you're doing and sort of helps you figure out, um, you know, in, in tech land, they call it the unique selling proposition or the unique, yep. what your USP. unique value yep. add, things like that. Yep. Um, you know, what are those things? And I think that's, it's such an interesting thing to think about in this day and age of the allied healthcare space, especially, I mean, in pediatrics, where there's such an abundance of customers. So what, do you need to do that? Yeah. Yep. Or do and a, you just yeah, keep learning. trotting along because there's yeah. so many customers? I don't know. But there's also a growing number of providers as well. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you need to be pretty clear about what makes you extra special mm-hmm. in that uh, growing market as well. Yeah, hmm. that, what is it? The why you, why this, why now scenario? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other question I was going to ask, it's about bringing in technology and to transform allied health businesses yeah. because not everyone's kind of up for it, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. what you know is a good, but it doesn't mean it's best. So yeah. what what stories are you kind of hearing about, I guess TheraTrack is obviously your, your example, but mm. how are businesses actually embracing tech and transforming themselves? Yeah, super good question. I think it wasn't the one I asked you 10 minutes ago, but it's the one we've got now. No, but I think I think there's two sides of this, right? So there's there's the teams that we've seen that have done it well, and there's teams that have I'm not gonna say not done it well, but more just found it more challenging or mm. not seen the benefit in the technology. Um, not because the technology is not good enough for their practice, but because the way that the process is around embedding the technology and bringing it in haven't quite sat with how their teams are or or, all Mm. those sorts of things and I think um there's you know we could talk about the teams that that we've seen that have done it really well and we can talk about the teams that have found it really challenging I think some of the things that we see that when teams do it really well are um having you know we call them clinical champions but having a clinical champion team on a project so um, if you're bringing in a new piece of software into your company, not just having one team member be the sole person, mm, especially yep. if you're a small team, but having one or two people be part of this clinical champion team. I usually try and say 5 to 10% of your team should be a part of this clinical champion team. And those guys are all across testing, implementing, having time to learn the tech. And what that does then is you then create this group of champions that can then also help everybody else learn about the new piece of tech and yeah. it kind of creates this spider web effect where we've seen it not work is when that doesn't happen right so I have maybe the sole cl- clinical champion that was like yeah I really want to use Theratrack in my team I'll use Theratrack for my example um, and they get really excited about it but they're not given uh, time to learn the platform so because it's the new tool that you're learning it's a new process so they're not given time to learn it or the that person is so frustrated with their job and they're, they're actually at the point where they want to leave. You've and so that person is, yeah. they've got so many roadblocks up and they're given this project as, you know, we're going to try and keep you, we're going to give you this innovative project. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm done. I, I, I'm, I've, I've made my piece and I've, I'm, it's time for me to move on. And so that's when we've seen it not work, right? So if you have that team of clinical champions, even if there is one person in that team that maybe is coming up against those roadblocks, they've got the support network of everybody else. Yeah, um, yeah. And the biggest thing is is time and processes. So time to learn it. So time set aside within my workday that I can 
learn the tools, ask the questions. Um, we generally set up email chains with our, with our clinical champion teams and they can ask me questions and I can ask our team questions about the platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is changing the processes. So whether or not that's, I'll say with, with Theratrack anyway, how you write therapy home programs and what is the process at your organisation for, for doing that. At the moment, the process, you know, prior to Theratrack is everyone would walk to the photocopier and print out handouts and then they'd come back. And, and laminate them. And laminate them, obviously, yes. Don't stop me on laminating. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. It's just a yeah. scary downhill single-use plastic conversation. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but I think the, yeah, oh, my gosh, we've got, yeah. No, the laminating, no, the printing. No, anyway, no, Laura, no. No, don't go down there. Um, <laughs> but thinking about, like, what is the process that everyone goes through? And that change process and changing people's behaviour, I mean, we do this as therapists, right? We Mm. change people's behaviour. We know that it's hard. Changing our own work behaviour is hard. So giving people the grace and maybe you incentivize them. Hey, have you sent a home program this week? Let's talk about it in a team meeting. Um, Having that time and that support network, that is that hands down has been the best of teams figuring out Mm. using data. And I'm sure it's the same with any tech, right? If you go the other route and... Just say, yeah, we subscribe to this platform and it's awesome and it's got clinical evidence behind it. We know that it works. Here you go. Still, I the can... humans have got to bend around the tech. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. you still got to use the tech and you still got to learn it. And I think, um, yeah, where those teams have done that support system and we have a process in place. So if people want to message us and ask us what that process is, I've got it all written out and we, we draft that up with teams of things like that to make sure it works. But having that process in place, mm. I, I, that's where I've seen success, where I haven't seen success is where at the time hasn't been been given and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. I remember chatting with one of the CEOs of the big software systems and uh, he was sort of saying that sometimes what happens is that uh, the humans uh, engage with the software because they know they have to or they know they should, but they yep. spend more time fighting it because it doesn't work the way <laughs> Laura's laughing. Um, they spend more time butting heads with it because it doesn't do things the way they used to do it. Yep. Whereas, in fact, what the tech, the software is trying to suggest of a blue line, a fast blue line to the finish flag. And it's yep. it's a good chance that the software, based on all the dev, is actually the better way to do things. Yeah. And just there's this constant tension. Um, have you kind of ex- seen that play out? Yeah, and I, I think if you look at any of the change management research around yeah. changing teams, it's, it's that and it yeah. says we, human beings like things that are the same. That's that's just who we are. We're, we're sensory beings, and this is my pediatric hat coming on, right, yeah. but we're pediatric. We're, we're sensory beings. We like things to be the same. Out of sight of the norm is tricky. I have to take time. It's It might look different. I might be anxious about what my participants might say about me using this in a, in a session. There's so many factors that come in that, yes, once it's in, you're good. Um, But that first initial stage, and I think for us, that's why we have the 30-day free trial so you can try it out and, you know, Mm. pick one one participant and just have a go at it and things like that. But, um, yeah, all of the software, I mean, for us anyway, we're co-designed with therapists and with participants. So most of the things that we've built into the platform, I probably should say all 99% Mm. of the things we've built into the platform are built because therapists have requested them from us. Hey, I do my job this way. Can you help me figure out how to do this? Um, I also took our designers in at the very start uh, into therapy sessions with, with 
kids and things like that. And I remember clear as day my designer walking out and they call him a user experience designer. So looking at the whole use case of the app. And he walked out of the therapy session and just, he looked white as a ghost and was like, your job's insane, right? <laughs> so we need to make this feel like you can do it with one hand and you need, because I think I had a runner in that session or something like that, mm-hmm. which, you know, the therapist on this on this podcast will know what a runner is. Mm-hmm. And I think I had to hold the door shut um, whilst I was trying to give the mum information. And so... Um, you know, he was like, all right, so if you're sending a home program, you've got to do it with one hand and hold the door shut at the same time. Right. So that's the user experience that we need to build in. And so, but having these calls and and, and talking to people about why we've designed certain things a certain way. Um, and that's why I use the terminology Instagram and Snapchat for therapy, because I think people can understand short photos Grab and videos. And it makes yeah. sense, right? Um, yeah. But so many of the platforms are built like that. And I think if anyone is looking at tech, make sure you talk to the people that are building the tech. Mm. Biggest thing I can say is the way that we build things is, I'm going to say 90% of the time, there's not every company does this, but majority of healthcare companies and health tech companies, especially the ones that we work with, build everything by co-design. So if you tell us there's a problem, and I know um, like Core Plus has an upvoting system and I think Clinico has a has a whole forum where people can post stuff. I think Galaxy has a similar thing, just thinking about case management systems. and you can post stuff on there and their developers watch those things and they see the problems and they go, oh, that's how that person's using it. Cool. Isn't, are more people having that same issue? Yeah, okay. If that's a common thing, then let's look at a feature that can fix that problem for someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about the integrations with the different software systems in a tick, but I've remembered my question before the question, which is which is a good sign, good sign. And that is about technologies and platforms like Theratrack. How do they help? Allied health businesses do business. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a it's a processes thing, right? Mm. So um, if we set ourselves aside for a second, you've got your your case management software systems, the guys that help you do your billing, your booking, your case notes. Um, it's regulated and mandatory and you need to bill so you can make money. You'd be um, surprised how many people still have pen and paper systems. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I, I could ever set that up. It, yeah. I think it would do my head in. Um, I think the other, I mean, there's a really cool feature that is in any case note system. I can go control F, find, and I can type something in like an assessment that I've done, or I can look for a file that I've saved. If I, if I remember back to my very early days as, as a new grad and, and working with someone, there was a file that was, you know, as thick as half of my hand. Mm. And trying to search through that for the assessment that I'd written or for the note that I'd written on, I don't remember what date about the behaviour that had happened, mm-hmm. it doesn't take me 10 minutes. I can do that on my computer in less than a second. Like that time saving is amazing. Um, if you've got multiple team members working with the same yeah. person, you know, you can share notes, you can send email. It just, it, the processes piece is really, really simplified and streamlined. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that it probably makes getting invoices paid through clients a lot easier mm. than, it, than it we used to. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the system before the system I've used for billing and booking, but I'm assuming emailing someone an invoice versus now that I can click one thing and it and it pays, you know, automatically and yeah. I don't have to worry yep. about the invoice and it sends the invoice automatically. It saves me so much time of Mm. I think out every individual invoice, it, my system sets it up automatically for me and I send it out. So I think it's a time thing, right? Um, helps you stay more compliant. 
helps you stay across your team if you've got multiple team members working in multiple sites you know if you're a remote therapy team and everyone works out in the community but you know and you don't maybe you don't have a central hub office but if you've got an online system you know you can see everyone's case notes or you can share files or you can do conferences yeah. and things like that that way for us um what Theratrack does is probably a number of different things now. We've noticed that there are therapists are using us on one side as a waitlist management tool. So um, we have a number of practices that are using us. They've created programs and they're sending out programs because there's, you know, one clinic um, out in Shepparton in Victoria. They can't see the 180 people on their waitlist mm-hmm. and they can't refer them anywhere else because there's nowhere else around them that has space. So They've created social skills and fine motor and gross motor programs for these kids waiting on wait lists that are therapist monitored. Um, you know, they can send out 20 programs in way under an hour and monitor those for people. Um, and that's 20 more people that can get access to the services out there that couldn't before. So there's that side of it. The other side of it is obviously streamlining those processes. So um, there's another clinic that we're working with that do a lot of work in schools. And so they wanted it a quick and easy way to capture what's happening in the school session, communicate it to the parents, but also save it into their case notes at the same time rather than double handling their work. So that's helping them with their communication tools. Um, and then we have people training their support workers on Theratrack. Mm, so they've added yeah. their support workers and, um, you know, or, or supporting the teachers to know what to do at school or supporting the teachers to give them feedback about what's happening at school. Um Is it being used with AHAs, Allied Health Assistance? Yes. So that's what we're finding a lot of the time at the moment. There's a lot of practices that can't, there's the other other issue, I can't hire an OT, but I can find two AHAs. Um, And so using that model to the AHA has access as a guardian on Theratrack and they implement the program and the therapist is the one that sets the program every week. Um, So that's the other way that it's working as well. so yeah, so it keeps the the envelope keeps opening, and I keep seeing new ways. That's what I love about therapists is they just find, without intending to hack around software, we hack around software to make it fit what we need it to do, um, and that's that's pretty cool as well. Yeah, I guess the other components of it supporting a business's commercial success is um, employee satisfaction and cl- for the clinicians, and I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, participant or client satisfaction as well, that they're yeah. perhaps stickier and more engaged, it's more playful, it gets transparent, measured results. Yeah, yeah, we're working. Well, there's probably two sides of that. There's one, we, um, we're, I've been doing some stuff with the students at some of the universities, and my favourite quote from a student was, wait, what do we do now? When I showed them what Sarah track was, <laughs> and, um, which is, I, I, I just thought it was really funny. Was Where's like, my job oh. gone? <laughs> But no, it was more, it was more she, I think she was worried about how do I write home programs at the moment? Like, isn't this the norm? Um, mm. So I think that the younger clinicians are coming through, they're super tech savvy. Yeah. Um, you know, not AI tech savvy, but, you know, they know how to use it. You know, give it a, give it a year or two. Um, and so they're expecting that tech is part of their practice, right? Yeah. At university, especially in the last two years where everything's gone online, um, you know, they're going to expect that, there's a majority of their work that is using tech. Um, and if it's not, they're kind of going to go, is this practice innovative? Does it align with yeah. what my values yep. are? Um, yeah. Employee value proposition right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You know, am I printing pieces of paper off all the time or am I sending electronically? You know, there's 
definitely the environmentally conscious on that side as well mm. um, that, you know, we can support. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Tell us about the integrations you've got in play, Clinical Illumary Core Plus and probably more to come. Yes. What yes. does that mean? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I've always said with Paratrack is like, how do I save time on my documentation? Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, how do I not write case notes anymore is really my ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah, Um, just quietly. Not quite there yet, but we'll get there, definitely. Um, Well, the mind-reading apps are literally an implant away. (laughs) I know, right? I know, right? Oh, there's some really, really cool artificial intelligence tech out there that looks at turning images into text, and that is my mission. But Mm. we won't go down that rabbit hole today. But, yeah, so what we do at the moment with Theratrack to save everyone time on some of the documentation is we automatically save your home program and all of the metadata, so the all of the yeah. text that you've got in there into your case notes. And with Loomery, Core Plus and Clinico, the ones that we've got set up so far, we save it into your case notes as a draft so that when you're at the end of your day or the end of your session and you need to write your observations from your session, you've already got your home program, which is your plan and your recommendations for that participant, which is half of your case note. Um, so... Yeah, so that's what we do. We automatically save it in there for them. As soon as you hit send, it sends it to the to the participant or the parent. It sends it into your case notes and it sends it into Core Plus automatically, um, which is really, really cool and saves people mm. a lot of time. And then, yeah, um, so we're working on a few others. So keep keep your um, ears and eyes open, everyone. If That's probably the one, one call out I would say is if people mm. do want us to integrate with their system, um, then message them and message us at the same time um and we're ready to integrate with everyone so whoever's you know it just generally happens on customer demand for us we won't mention any names whilst we're so tempted i know know. (laughs) we're going to be good we're going to be good where's theratrack going in the next uh let's go six months six months so Mm. yes so well there's a few fun things happening in the next six months so we're working on a few new features in the background um to make some of the tracking a bit more easier to access um, from your phone and things like that. I'm definitely always working on badges in the background to keep mm. to keep that badge. Well, you've got up. clients that are going to be badging out. I know, I know. Um, so always working on those in the background, the design. Um, we'll also be working on some new avatars as well. So um, with, well, like I said at the start, we've got Kelly. Our plan is to have a whole suite of Australian animals um, as our avatars. Oh, I'm seeing merchandise already. Super ceramate, yeah. I've um, I may have already designed the, the mm, Kelly koala. <laughs> yeah, they look really cute. Maybe we'll have them at the OT conference next year, ready for everyone. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's the other thing. Over the next six months, we've got two papers that uh have been accepted into the conference next year. Two research papers that we're co-designing with other um other people. So one is with Western Sydney University, our research program that we're completing, and then we've also got one with one of our clinics. Um, who's yeah running the waitlist program? So we'll we'll be sharing the whole case study of how she's doing that at the conference as well. Um, and yeah, the 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 plan is just to get out there and do, and do the roadshow next year. So um, you know, talk to more therapists, learn more about what mm. different people are doing, see more people at different conferences because we can do that now, which is the best. Yay! Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of the plan for the next six months. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, keep us up to date. Um, yeah, kind of spin stuff our way, and happy to happy to share. And we'll get you back uh, next year for the the real yeah. 3.0, the next instalment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. So, with the talking stick for the last minute, thoughts, comments. 
Um, if anyone wants to learn about Theratrack, come and come and send us an email. We'll we'll run free demos with you. Um, always happy to talk to teams and, and mm. learn about what your team does. Um, so that we can, as I said at the start, Theratrack is forever evolving. It's not a not a plug and play and stick in the, stuck in the mud um, piece of technology. So um, we'd love to learn about your teams and what you guys are doing and the unique things that you're doing around Australia. Um, so that we can sort of build this platform that helps you do your job better, basically. Love it, love it, love it. Thanks for the update. No worries, no worries at all. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.